filled with information. Where do you turn to get straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money? Lock it in to the longest-running financial talk show in Arkansas. And let us help you build the bridge between information and application. Real financial change begins right here, and it starts with you. It's showtime! It's a big day on the Get Ready for the Future show. Arkansas's longest-running radio talk show is now live streaming. And in our first live show, what your financial advisor should be talking to you about, but probably isn't. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. And welcome in to a big day here at Genwell Financial Advisors. My name is Scott Inman, and welcome to our first Get Ready for the Future show live via the internet. We're glad to have you with us if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook Live. It's the very first time we are doing that. And right off the bat, we want to tell you that we're doing it every Wednesday moving forward at 11.30. So we hope that you'll make this appointment TV or appointment computer laptop, whatever, it, wherever you are, you can always uh, catch us at 11.30 on Wednesdays. Now, right off the bat, guys, I think it would probably be good to start with this. We don't want to assume that people who are joining us via live stream today are longtime listeners of the radio program. We may have some first-time viewers today, so I want to start by saying this is not our first run at this, especially you two. John and Janet started 13 years ago with the Get Ready for the Future show on radio, so it's an anniversary, and I guess this is a pretty darn good way to celebrate. Yeah, and I think I'm about as tense today as I was 13 <laughs> years ago because really? we're now uh, visual. We're now on yes. uh, television, as I would call it. You know, yeah. it's, I, I was having this uh, conversation in my house this morning. I said, "Look, old TV is is old school. You know, people watch TV on their on their devices, on their laptops, iPads, yeah. phones, that type of thing. And so this is the new TV, and and it's about as tense as it was for us on radio 13 years ago." I, I didn't feel tense. I, the I wish people could have seen the atmosphere in here before it started because we're <laughs> yes. just like giddy. I, I was yeah. kind of thinking about you know the, the show is thirteen years old and we're like giddy little teenagers excited about you know whatever. Right now it's like hey we're going live like it's a big huge deal. It is to us. It may not be to you, but we're pretty excited about it and, and uh, we, we appreciate you joining us and we'd love for you to let your other friends know about it too. And there may be a whole two viewers out there. It might be your family and my family. <laughs> Right. Right. So, monitor that. Yeah. So, yeah. so we know that's going to take time to grow. But one sure. of the main reasons that we wanted to do this was to have more interaction with folks because we do the radio show, but we actually record it. So you're seeing a recorded version or you're hearing a recorded version on the radio. So we can't take questions or comments or feedback in any way. And this will allow us to do that. Yeah, we can do that actually right now. If you are yeah. watching on Facebook Live, uh, all you have to do is type a comment down. They'll send it to us here in the studio. And we, you know, as long as you're cool, we'll we'll be able to uh, react to your comment or answer your question or whatever that might be. Just go ahead and do that at any point in time during the show, Scott. So uh, John and Janet have been doing, as we mentioned, it 13 years. I came on about four years ago. And then we've had this fourth chair that rotates some of our advisors in and out. And I guess Troy Johnson drew the short straw to have to be alive. <laughs> or, just the, or maybe it's the long straw. No, maybe, yeah, that yeah. shows that shows John and Janet's confidence in me. That's, that's what that's it is. Right. Radio ability. Yeah, well, we're glad to have you along. So, yes, uh, we are going to still be on the radio. You'll still hear the radio program. Uh, nothing's changing there. This is just an addition or an enhancement, we'd like to uh, call it here, with the Get Ready for the Future show live. So, in our first show, we mentioned in the open that our, our topic is going to be what your financial advisor should be talking to you about, but probably isn't. And to, as a setup, I want to talk a little bit about maybe my personal story, if you guys will indulge me for just a little bit. You know, I'm actually reading uh, Dave Ramsey's book, which I think is maybe, I don't know, 12 years old now. I think it was 2008 or so when the first edition of uh, Total Money Makeover yeah. came out. Yeah. So I'm reading that book and, and, and I'm pretty... Uh, well acclimated to Dave Ramsey's principles. We, we are adherent to that uh, here at GenWealth, but I haven't actually read that book before. So I was going back through there, and, and as, was, as I was preparing for today's broadcast, I was thinking about what he talks about in his book about where he had been. He'd gone bankrupt. He was a, a millionaire in his 20s mm -hmm. um, and then lost it all, and he said mainly because of stupid money decisions. And that's where he really kind of turned things around and started to develop his beliefs, his philosophies that have now led him to where he is. And I think about my own situation. 
I was not a millionaire in my 20s by any means. <laughs> but the same is true. I, I had a lot of money principles that were lagging or lacking, I should say, in my early career as a television broadcaster. Now, I knew that I should be contributing to uh, my retirement plan at work. So I did that at the 401k uh, through Channel 7's 401k. Uh, my mom had given me some great advice when I was 20 years old to start a traditional IRA before I ever had access to a 401k. So I had put some money back, but I had no idea what I was doing. And in 2014, KTV was bought by uh, Sinclair Broadcast Group and the retirement plan changed. Now, I didn't change employment, but since it was a new ownership group, the retirement plan changed and I had the opportunity to take a look at my options as far as moving that money out. And John and I had a relationship because you had come on Channel 7 occasionally and, right. done, and done some interviews with us. Uh, so my natural reaction or my natural progression was to reach out to you and say, well, what should I do with this since I have an right. opportunity? I knew that I could roll it out of the plan and into a traditional IRA. I knew that, but I didn't know much past that. And I really want to kind of start our, our focus with that was my not my first experience with a financial advisor, but it was my best experience with a financial advisor coming in and having you ask me questions that I had never been asked before. And that's the topic of our conversation today because I don't think a lot of these things, what your financial advisor should be talking to you about but isn't, I know that firsthand from the financial advisor experience I've had and we also know it from our clients who've come in and told us that. Yeah, and I think that one of the keys that you look at when you examine this question is what are they uh, talking to you about? And in most cases, Janet, it is really more focused on what they have that they think you need as opposed to what you may really need yourself. And, and, and I mean that by saying that most financial firms have an inventory of products that they are trying to basically get rid of. They're trying to sell to somebody else because the firm makes a markup on those products and all of that. It doesn't necessarily start with you, it starts with them. And I think that's where this whole conversation really right. begins to derail, guys, is the, the fact that, of where are we, what's our jumping off point, what's our starting point? And Scott, you mentioned that we talked about things that you never thought of or never, no one had ever asked you before, and that's the whole point, is that yeah. you've got to figure out where somebody like Scott is going so you know what to do for them as they get ready to head that way. It, this reminds me about a time at this, I don't know how I remember seventh grade. It's been a long time, but I remember in seventh grade that one of my teachers took up a note from a classmate. It was not from me. It was not to me, but I remember the experience because of what the teacher did with the note, they took the note and didn't read the whole thing out loud. But they started with the beginning word in each paragraph, and there were like seven or eight paragraphs. And they went down and said, paragraph one starts with I, paragraph two starts with I, paragraph three. And the point was, this person writing this note to their boyfriend or girlfriend, whoever it was, they were so focused on themselves, they didn't focus at all on the other person in the quote-unquote relationship. And, and the teacher was like, look, I just got to tell you. I'm not even talking about writing notes in class. If you want to have a good relationship, you got to focus on the other person. Mm -hmm. The same is true of an advisor. If the advisor is all focused on themselves, if it's all about, I've got a great product, I've got this, I've got that, that first conversation, it needs to be focused on you. Right. Yeah. And, you know, Troy, I think in the client room is where I think about experiencing this the most. Sometimes we do a really good job, I think, with when Anna makes the first contact with them of giving them an idea of what to expect in that initial appointment. But many times they're a little closed off because they've never been asked some of those questions before. And they kind of expect mm -hmm. from their previous experience to just be told what to do. Right. I mean, how many times have you had a client come in and just on the first appointment, they want to talk about the product because they think that's what they're supposed to talk about on the first appointment. Right. But really, it, it goes back to being planning focused over product focused. Yeah. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And we're going to kind of tee it up by talking a little bit about uh, what the initial appointment process is like at GenWealth. And then we'll get into those line items. We've got a list of, of things that your financial advisor, if you have one, should be talking to you about, but maybe isn't. And you can actually go in your next appointment and say, hey, what about this? And we've got a big announcement to start on the other side of the break. We have a new office that we are about to open, and we are biting off a lot technologically to talk about <laughs> that next. Back in a minute. 
Are you following us on social media? Search for GenWealth on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at GenWealthFA so you don't miss out on behind-the-scenes photos, money tips, and informational videos. The Get Ready for the Future show will be back after this. This is Scott Inman. At GenWealth Financial Advisors, we understand that there should be more to retirement than just the size of your nest egg. Whether it's more time for family, a fresh start, or just stopping and enjoying life. Whatever it is for you, we know that your retirement should be more. With offices across Central Arkansas, there is a GenWealth location nearby. Call 501-653-7355 or visit us online to schedule an appointment and harness the power of more. Securities offered through LPL Financial Member Fender SIPC. Investments and economics move at the speed of light. And we've got the latest information you need to know to stay ahead of the game. From GenWealth Financial Advisors, it's the fastest four minutes in investing. Well, welcome in to a look at the fastest four minutes in investing. We thank, for, thank you for watching on social media and listening on the Get Ready for the Future show. And today we're going to take a look at what Brian Westbury is saying earlier this week. And John, Brian, if for our listeners who are not uh, privy to that, is just another source that we use uh, when it comes to taking a look at economic data, economic predictions or forecasters, LPL research being our main one. Ryan Dietrich, who's on the program with us a lot, we use uh, quite frequently. But Brian, we've grown to really like and trust over the years. He's with First Trust. Absolutely. He is one of my favorite economists because I think he has a very clear-eyed view of what's going on in the economy. Scott, I can remember back during the financial crisis, he was the first person to say that mark-to-market accounting was the culprit of the financial crisis. And that's another story for another show. But Brian Westbury does know his economics, does know his stuff. So what is Brian saying right now about where we are in the economy? Well, first of all, the U.S. economy is not in what we would call an economic boom, but things are going pretty well. And, and comparatively speaking to where how they were going during what Brian calls the plow horse years from 2009 through about 2015, uh, he feels like that, that the economy is doing better these days. I remember using that term when I first started with Gen Wealth, that it was a plow horse economy. And that is really indicative of the real GDP growth that from mid 2009 through the end of 2016, it really was not moving very aggressively. And then at the start of 2017, it began moving at about a 2.6% annual rate. That was about uh, 0.4 percentage points higher than it was during the plow horse economy. So what does that mean? Uh, that means we kind of, for at least a small amount of time in 2017, moved from plow horse to racehorse. Yes. But we are at the end of that run, and we may be in a slowdown. But I think Brian's point here in reading his commentary is that a slowdown does not mean death. No, it doesn't. And as a matter of fact, First Trust and Brian Westbury's team is forecasting economic growth, GDP growth, in the 25 to 3% range in 2020. Yeah. Now, admittedly, Brian tends to be a bit optimist. Uh, he's an eternal optimist oftentimes, but uh, he has been more right than wrong when it comes to the economy. And a 25 to 3% growth rate in 2020 is a lot stronger yeah. than a lot of other economists are saying that they feel like the, the country could even tip over into a recession at the end of 2020. Yeah, he gives a consensus of other analysts being at about 1.8. So he is forecasting significantly higher rates of GDP growth uh, in 2020. He's also saying the S&P, he predicts, will end the year at 3,600, which would roughly at the time of this recording be about 9% higher than it is right now. Yeah, and I think it's important to talk about why he thinks that the economy is going to continue to be strong going into 2020. And he says, really, it's the perception of the economic stimulus that the tax cuts gave. Mm -hmm. uh, some economists, and a lot of economists, feel like that the tax cuts gave almost a sugar high, a quick hit, a, an injection of of economic activity, and now that's beginning to fade. Westbury, on the other hand, believes that the, that the tax cuts changed the incentive for business, mm -hmm. basically changed everything about how business reacts to things because of them paying lower taxes. He thinks that that is an economic driver. And I guess we will see at the end of 2020 mm -hmm. who's right and who's wrong in this. But for right now, Brian Westbury is taking a look at a 25 to 3% economic growth rate. And if he's right, I like those numbers, Scott. Yeah. And he talks about productivity productivity growth as well, which is something Burt White talks a lot about uh, as well. And that is higher than it was uh, for most of this bull market. Well, that's going to do it 
for the fastest four minutes in investing. We thank you for watching on social media and for listening on the radio program. The Get Ready for the Future show continues right after this. Your retirement should be more. More what? More than just investments. More about you. Find out more when the Get Ready for the Future show returns. Did you know there are a ton of financial resources on GetReadyForTheFuture.com? No? Well, bookmark that page for later because the Get Ready for the Future show is back. After 13 years on radio, the Get Ready for the Future show is now live streaming, and we welcome you back to our program today, talking today about what your financial advisor should be talking to you about, but probably isn't. And we're going to step back into that in just a moment. But as we mentioned before the last break, we have a big announcement to make here today. We are opening a brand new GenWealth office in Conway, and we have been working on this for a long time long time. <laughs> the desire, the vision has been there. Yeah. The particulars, the logistics have taken just a little bit. But we are going to now join our two advisors that are going to be in that Conway office, Chad Roller and Teresa Arago via Skype. So we're going to see those guys on live stream. Welcome. Can you hear us? Sort of. We can... <laughs> We can hear you mostly. Good. <laughs> a little tricky. <laughs> well, tell us, tell us where you are, so we want to get the location right first. So we are right here at the Nabholtz Property Building, right here on the corner of Front Street. We're at 700 Front Street, straight across from Congress. Portland, right next door to U.S. Pizza. <laughs> Yeah, that's the key. Right yeah, next door to US, US Pizza. pizza. That, yeah. that everybody knows where US Pizza is in Conway, downtown Conway. We are so excited to be in Conway. You know, Conway is one of the fastest growing communities mm. in Central Arkansas, probably the fastest growing community in Central Arkansas. And Chad and Teresa will be opening that office in Conway at the first of February. Yes. And we're very, very excited uh, to bring the Gen Wealth experience to Conway. Guys, we've got a lot of, of clients already in the Conway community. But you guys, uh, Chad is a, a lifelong resident of Faulkner County and uh, has, and Teresa went to school at UCA and, and Brittany, who's going to be uh, there as well, has, yeah. lives in, in Faulkner County as well. So uh, it's a great opportunity for you guys to really begin to connect with folks that are in the Conway area. Yeah, it is. And I apologize because we can barely hear you a little bit. I know this technology is kind of new for us, so... <laughs> But just wanted to tell you that how excited we are and how thankful we are uh, to be a part of this growing team. I know we've been a part of the team for several years now, both Teresa and I. Uh, but to be able to move up here and be in the Faulkner County area and serve clients, we've got clients from all over this area already. But to be here and be a part of Faulkner County is, is really exciting for me. And, and number one, just tell you and uh, Janet how much – we appreciate you guys, John and Jennifer, uh, opening the help continue to serve. And I know Chad's excited to be closer to home. I'm excited to kind of get back to my old town where I've lived for a long time. So this is a really great opportunity for our clients and for us, and we're so grateful to be a part of this team. So we, you're actually in the office, but we're. It, this is like soft opening just for GenWealth family right now, not for GenWealth clients cli quite yet, but we'll be ready to welcome clients at the beginning of February. And I know I'm going to be up there with you guys tomorrow uh, going out and, and greeting people and just letting them know that we're glad to be in Conway. So looking forward to, to everything that Conway has for us. Yes, and sorry, we, we're, again, we're getting just a little <laughs> bit of that, but to give you the location, we're at 700 Front Street here in Conway. Uh, hope to be open uh, full swing by February 1. But yes, we're, we've got several cookies from Julie's Sweet Shop that we're going to be <laughs> passing out over the next couple of days and just getting around and kind of telling everybody, hey, we're here. Uh, just looking forward to serving and, and being a part of what's going on, especially down here in downtown Conway. Yeah. And if your company is not already on our list for Julie's Cookies, comment below. <laughs> And we'll be happy to come visit you once we're here. Ah, very good there use of our live stream. Yes, <laughs> Teresa, thanks very much. Thanks to Chad. We're going to let you guys get back to work. Chad Roller and Teresa Arago 
in our new Conway office that, again, will be open to clients on February 1st. We're, we're looking forward to the presence in the Conway community, but I think about the clients who I currently serve right now that live in Conway, Moralton. I've got uh, one I know in uh, the Greenbrier area. In that area, they're not going to have to drive as far. Yeah, either, and, that's great. And, and we're going to be able to meet them. And then I think about Chad, who, as he mentioned, has been with the team a couple of years, but has been coming down here from Bologna. He still lives in, in Bologna. Yeah. Right. He's going to make those vehicles last a lot longer and not have to replace them. <laughs> that's very true. Yes. And, and you know, the, the vision that we have here at Genwealth is to serve the entire state of Arkansas eventually with offices all yeah. over the state. And this is just the next progression of right. that. This is our sixth office. If you uh, don't know an awful lot about GenWealth, you know we started right here in Bryant uh, 15 years ago almost mm -hmm. and have grown this company uh, over the last 15 years to six offices. Uh, we were just a couple of offices just a couple of years ago and, and boom, all of a sudden we've got more offices uh, coming online and you know, where, where's next? Maybe up in the northern part of the state. We, we're we going to begin to explore that. We wanted to get Conway done first because Conway's yeah. been uh, really our target for a long time. I mean, I, I went to UCA there. I've got connections. We have a lot of people on the GenWealth team who attended UCA and have Conway connections. It, it was just the, the right next move for us to make. So we're excited to be there. And um, I wanted to comment for just a minute, too, about some of the comments we've gotten on Facebook. We appreciate the Corleys watching us and Jan Bernie has said hello as well. We appreciate you guys uh, joining us that way. And, uh, and we have our first viewer question. Okay. They want to know if there will be a podcast available later if you uh, can't watch it live. And yes, uh, this broadcast will be on podcast on uh, the iTunes and Stitcher. If you just search for the Get Ready for the Future show on iTunes or Stitcher, you can find this broadcast. And you can also re-listen to this broadcast on terrestrial radio on yeah. 103.7 The Buzz, 102.9 K. ARN and then KZNG and Hot Springs. Uh, that will be going on on Saturdays at 10 o'clock, our regular time. So let's walk through that a little bit. Today's Wednesday. The broadcast will air on Saturday, and then it's after that that the podcast will actually get posted. So you do have to wait a few days if, right. if you don't get it. Uh, usually Monday it is available. So less than a week uh, after our broadcast today. So we mentioned uh, the new location. We mentioned the locations we have. I don't know that we mentioned where they are, but whether you're uh, visiting with a GenWealth advisor in West Little Rock, Bryant, Hot Springs, El Dorado, or Bossier City, Louisiana, we like to call it the GenWealth difference. And that's really where we're, our jumping off point is uh, today on the Get Ready for the Future show. When we talk about things that your financial advisor should be talking to you about, but probably isn't. We want to walk through with you a little bit, uh, basically our appointment process and, and how that works, and then kind of go into the actually specific things that we're going to talk to our clients about that maybe you haven't been talked to about uh, when you visit with your financial advisor if you have one. So it, it starts with a phone call, and we, we ask on the radio many times um, if people would want to call in they can and set that first appointment. You can also reach out via email, info at getreadyforthefuture.com, and we'll get back in touch with you. Anna Olive is running the show at this point. Whether it's uh, in West Little Rock, El Dorado, or down in Louisiana, she's going to give you a call, and she's going to spend, I don't know, 10 to 15 minutes with you maybe, yeah. and talk to you a little bit about why you're interested in sitting down. And that's going to give her some data and help her match you with an advisor, uh, mostly on location. And then from there, after you've had some time to collect your documents and, and kind of get things in order, which I might say is a very good uh, process to go through anyway, because many times you probably haven't pulled these statements or grabbed old life insurance policies or any of that in quite a long time. Right. So you're kind of already consolidating and that's helping your financial uh, situation. And then you're going to come in uh, to that appointment, which is always free. It lasts about two hours mm -hmm. and we're going to just spend some time talking about what it is you're trying to accomplish, what your goals are, your dreams are, and a snapshot of where you are today. Absolutely. And and I think the, the key in thinking about What's different about GenWealth than, than anybody else? And I, I love using analogies because I think people understand analogies. With most other financial experience that you might have, it is like someone is allowing you to look through the knothole of the fence and you only see what is restricted in your right. view, what is not restricted in your view. You see a very narrow focus. 
What we try to do is to raise you up above the fence so you can see the entire picture because that's really where, from a financial standpoint, you make a difference because you can begin to see everything and how it interplays with one another. For instance, as an example, you think of you were uh, talking, Scott, earlier about Dave Ramsey and the debt that he was under. And, and that's a big focus of what Dave does is help people to, to recognize how to get out of debt. But the big picture of that is that if you're not sending your money to somebody else, then you can enrich your own financial right. future. And so there's a direct corollary to your wealth building by addressing the debt issue. So that's that's just a quick example of how the financial picture is very interlocking and, and you've got to be able to see the big picture. You can't just look through that knot hole. I think one of the important things to understand is that rather than a product, we have a process. Yes. It's the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process. And so if you're meeting with a financial advisor, I think the question that you have to ask yourself is what's the purpose of that meeting? Is it to provide you with a product that, you know, just because they have a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And so they're going to provide, you know, you with that product just because you're in their office and that's what they do? Or are they walking through a process that is unique and, and, and fit to work for you? That's what's so important about the, the whole idea of planning for retirement. Your retirement process is going to be unique for you because, think about it, nobody else worked where you worked for the same number of years that you worked and contributed what you contributed. Nobody else has the spousal income, you know, whether they've got a pension or whatever that your family has. Everything about your finances is unique to you. Now, while we have a process that we can duplicate across, you know, whoever's coming in, the the output of that process is unique for you because the details that are put into it are unique based on your situation. It's so important that when you meet with an advisor that you walk through a personalized process and don't just get a product. We had a couple come into the West Little Rock office just last week and sat down with us and really were concerned about long-term care. And they, we were talking through some of those things and how it fit into the overall plan. So to your point, right. we weren't talking about the long-term care insurance policy yet. We were talking about how does that fit into the, the plan. into the grand scope of everything that we're trying to do and into the plan. And they mentioned to us that they had sat down with another advisor before coming to us and all they talked about was he said, you need to put it in this insurance product and and never ask any of these other questions. Yeah. So there's a specific example about what Janet's talking about right there. We need to talk about how the overall plan looks. And that is the unique part. That's how it is crafted just to you. So we're going to walk through our list and I'm going to look at it here. We've got about 11 things and we're going to have to really hustle through the rest of this broadcast <laughs> to talk about 11 things that your financial advisor should be talking to you about but probably isn't, as the Get Ready for the Future Show Live continues right after this. Education-driven, strategy-based, team-delivered. That's how we roll on the Get Ready for the Future Show, and we'll be right back. Want more straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money? Listen to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now back to the Get Ready for the Future Show. In the last segment, we had Chad Roller and Teresa Arago on with us and uh, via Skype. We had an interview with them as we get ready to open on February 1st our Conway location at 700 Front Street in downtown Conway. I did intend to mention this right after we were talking to them, but we do have an opportunity for you to get to know them pretty well coming up before February 1st, and that is during a Gen Wealth Academy workshop. It is on January 23rd at 6.30 at Mike's Place in Conway. And the topic is fortifying your finances. Last week, we had a couple of folks from the FBI, special agents from the FBI, I love saying that, <laughs> uh, who are focused on white collar crime and identity theft, uh, identity fraud, those types of things. If you didn't get a chance to hear the broadcast, you can go back and check it out on podcast, as we've already talked about today. But they will also be, uh, one of the gentlemen will be with us talking about identity theft. So when it comes to fortifying your finances, how to protect against fraud. We'll also have Stephanie Smith, 
who is a GenWealth team member but spent 27 years previously at the Social Security Administration. And she'll talk about Social Security and the importance of that, which, by the way, is one of our things that your financial advisor should be talking to you about but probably isn't. And then Chad and Teresa will talk about uh, the, the role of protection when you enter retirement when it comes to an investment strategy. So if you'd like to sign up, again, that workshop is free. January 23rd at 6.30 at Mike's Place and also January 28th will be at the Crown Plaza in Little Rock with that same topic, Fortifying your finances. So we're looking forward to that. Again, if you're just uh, tuning in on our live stream today, we are taking your questions. We want this to be as interactive as possible, John. Yeah, you just uh, drop down in the comments section, uh, shoot us a comment, shoot us a question, and they'll pass it along to us here in the studio, and we'll be able to do that. First time we've been able to do that in a long, yeah. long time. I uh, really love interacting with folks as long as they behave on the questions, everything will be fine. <laughs> so so let's, let's help people out who are just listening on Saturday to the radio show right. and don't know how to find us on yeah. Facebook. That's going to be if, a challenge yeah, when we walk through all yeah, of this. If, yeah. if, you, if you'll go to Facebook and search for Gen Wealth Financial Advisors and and like us, follow us from there, then moving forward, you can catch us live every Wednesday at 1130 and give us your questions uh, to, to join us at that point. I'm going to ask our technology people behind the scenes here. I think if you like our Facebook page, then you get a notification of when we go live. And so if you have your notifications turned on, I believe it pops up yeah. on, on your phone or on your iPad or wherever you uh, have Facebook active at. If you get a notification from Facebook, you'll get one from Genwell saying we're going live. And it'll remind you of the Get Ready for the Future show is on the air at uh, 1130 on Wednesdays. All right. So we have to hustle through our list of 11 things that your financial advisor should be talking to you about, but probably isn't. And it all stems from this concept of uh, process over plan. And that's what we talked about. Uh, or I should say process over product. That's what we talked about in the last uh, segment. And the idea that we're not going to talk about specific investments in that first appointment. This is about getting to know you and understanding what your plan needs to look like. I'm fond of saying we have a tool chest and most advisors do have a tool chest full of investment products, but we don't want to pull out a screwdriver and hand that to you when the job calls for a hammer. So it is about getting that full view. So these items of what we believe your financial advisor should be talking about, Troy, stem from that concept. And number one on our list is your spending habits. Yeah, and I would say, you know, most advi most advisors are probably going to talk to you about your spending habits. Um, but what we do at Gen Wealth is we're going to break that down a little bit further. Mm -hmm. And especially if you're going in retirement, if you say I have X amount of dollars that I'm going to spend every month, well, how much of that is what we call required income? How much is desired income? And it's very important that the way you answer that question, desired being what you want to have each month and required being what you have to have each month is is greatly going to impact how we build your plan. Yeah, and we're talking about in retirement for right. a retirement income plan, but even in the even in the present day, I would say taking a real hard look at yeah. your budgeting helps out uh, determining how we can get some additional cash flow so we can add to retirement savings. Right. And, and frankly, this is a question that most people, before we ask them about their required and desired income, they haven't even thought about it. Yeah. I, I think you know, I, I was talking with my teenagers the other day about, hey, this is a checkbook. And, you know, there was a day and time when every dollar that came into and out of the, the checking account was written down in a checkbook. But now in the day of debit cards and everything is so electronic, I think people get a, get their paycheck electronically, it comes in, it goes out electronically, and they don't really know where everything goes. Mm -hmm. And so they're, they're not, not that we were ever extraordinarily budgetarily minded as a country, but we're less so now because money just comes in and it goes back out. And you've just got to have an awareness of what's your target so that we can hit that in retirement. Scott, when I think about this issue, I think about the idea that if you walked into your doctor's office and he grabbed his prescription pad and began writing before you ever had too much of a chance to tell him what was going on with you, right. then you'd probably go, this isn't working, I'm out, and, and would find another doctor because prescription without diagnosis is malpractice. And it, it just amazes me how many times 
I see prescriptions written in this industry, yeah. in our business, uh, meaning the financial services business, before any diagnosis is ever done. And what we're really talking about here is the diagnostic process. When you come to GenWealth, you're gonna get a lot of questions. You're gonna get a, a ton of questions because we need to know those answers. So we can then make the proper prescription for you as to how you need to proceed to solve the problem that you have. We are focused on outcomes. We are focused on what is it that you need to have as a result of your financial plan being done, what outcome or what benefit is it that you're looking for? If we don't start with that and then back, work backwards to figure out, you know, okay, this is the starting point, then we're lost. And, mm -hmm. and that is really the key to this whole process. That's why we believe retirement is essentially, Troy, an income problem, not an asset problem. The assets have to fit the income, but back to what you were saying about required income, we're identifying that. And then number two on our list is social security analysis, because we've got to determine, as well as pension benefit selections, if that is in play, which we don't see as, as much as the social security, of course, right. we've got to determine what are your guaranteed income sources that are going to meet your required income need. Yeah, if you if you determine what your required income is, then ideally that required income comes to you in retirement on some sort of guaranteed basis. So if you've got what's your required income, what you believe it to be, minus social security, minus if you have a little bit of a pension, and there's still a leftover, what we call a gap there, then we've got to figure out how do we fill that gap on some sort of guaranteed basis for you. Yeah. And then the next one on our list, number three, is your emergency savings. And, and all this just goes hand in hand. But when you talk about your required income need and how much we may need to sliver out of your overall nest egg to get some guaranteed income added to your paycheck in retirement, we have to also consider what does your emergency savings need to be because that has to be in cash because we don't know when we're going to need it. And everything we do when it comes to an investment process is based on estimated time horizon. So we don't want to ever sell at a loss. And if right. we're invested in equities and the refrigerator needs replacing, we've got a problem. Yeah. And that is just part and parcel. Good planning. You've got to have that residual emergency fund to to cushion against uh, the what ifs of life. I think you love calling it Murphy's Law. Murphy's yeah. going to happen one way or the other. And so you've got to have that buffer against that. And But you also have, a, have to have another resource that predicts, or I'm sorry, produces required income to you on a monthly basis so you can pay for the things that you normally have to pay for. You're absolutely right. I, I'm going to go ahead and talk about the next aspect because it ties in very well, really, with the emergency savings. Emergency savings is if things go wrong and I live, I need savings to be able to pay for those things. But what about if things go wrong and I die? That's life insurance. And and frankly, there's not a person on the planet who gets up on any given day and says, I want to go talk to somebody about life insurance today. This is the day I'm going to choose to do that. Nobody really likes to think about that. But what I would challenge you to do is to think about if you don't come home what happens to the people you love? I, I really think that life insurance is misnamed. Mm -hmm. It doesn't insure your life. It should be called income replacement insurance. That's really what it's about. And I think people wouldn't, they probably wouldn't be as uncomfortable talking about it at that point if we mm -hmm. just gave it a different label. If you don't come home, your family still needs your paycheck to come home. And, and if you're at a point where they don't need that anymore, okay, you probably don't need life insurance. Mm -hmm. But if they could not maintain their standard of living without your paycheck, then there needs to be a life insurance conversation that's had. So if you don't have life insurance now, then we need to talk about, do you need it? Mm -hmm. And then if you do have life insurance now, we need to talk about, is it the right type of life insurance? Because there's different types of policies right. out there too. Yeah. And, and, and is it enough? Right. Yeah. And let me point out that, first of all, that question of do you need life insurance is not an emotional question. Mm -hmm. It is a mathematical question. That's right. And emotions should be set aside in that. I have so many people that say, well, I don't think I need life insurance. Oh, really? What, on what basis? Well, I don't want to leave my wife rich or whatever. But do you and, want to leave her broke? Do you want to? Yeah, that's absolutely the, the key question there. And so I think that, that oftentimes people 
feel a certain way. Well, facts don't care about your feelings. The fact yeah. is, is that if you die and you are a producer of income to your family, then there's a problem if that paycheck is not replaced. And mm-hmm. so that's the basis of life insurance. And that's really ought to be the sole basis of life insurance. I, I think it's important for people to understand how we do a calculation on how much life insurance you need, because I, I remember, and I've always used this as an example, but I think it's a, it's still a really good one. I remember years ago, I was I was flipping channels and I landed on 60 Minutes and they were doing like the intro for the story they were about to talk about. And they were talking about this guy who had been murdered and they thought that the wife did it. And the way they did the, the commentary about it, it was for a quarter of a million dollars in life insurance, like she was going to be able to live the rest of her life on right. that. And even then, before I was a financial advisor, I was like, chick, if that's all you got, good luck, <laughs> you know, because this is not going to this is not going to make up for his income for the rest of what would have been his working career. And so let's say that somebody needs $50,000 a year. Well, if you have a million dollars in life insurance, you can draw off of that a 5% income stream that gives you $50,000. You've really got to work backwards with how much income would my family need? Because a quarter of a million dollars, Troy, that sounds like a whole lot if on top of your working income, somebody just gives you a quarter of a million. Right, if you just get it out of nowhere and you still get to keep working, that's a big deal. Right. Right. But not to replace the rest of your working year's income point of order here that all of these things are things that your financial advisor should be talking to you about, but probably isn't. And if that's the case, then maybe it's time to look for a new financial advisor. Yeah. So our four so far, your spending habits or expenses, how that's going to change possibly in retirement, setting a number on your required income, and then working into what do you want above and beyond that, which we call desired income, a social security analysis, a look at pension benefit options, your emergency savings, and life insurance. That's just four. We've got several more to talk about on the other side of the break. Stay with us. Get off the crazy train and onto a more dependable track with the Gen Wealth team. All aboard the Get Ready for the Future show after the break. We're back with more straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money on the Get Ready for the Future show. Our final segment of the Get Ready for the Future show, live streaming today for the first time. And again, a reminder that every Wednesday moving forward at 1130, we will be available on YouTube and on our Facebook page. Just like us at Genwell Financial Advisors. Search for that on Facebook. One of the things we are going to be able to do too, John, with us being live on Wednesdays is to be able to react to market uh, information, economic data, things that we would call in the old news business breaking news. Yeah. And there is a little bit of that today. Yeah, it's really interesting. This happened right as we were uh, being uh, introduced back into the show at the last break. Uh, the United States and China have signed a deal easing trade tensions. Now, if you followed anything about finance over the last couple of years, you know this has been almost this black cloud over the economy. What's that trade deal going right. to do? Are we going to get in a trade war with China and all of that type of thing? This agreement aims to sharply increase sales of U.S. goods and services to China and help protect the intellectual property issues that they were all upset about. So, uh, you know, I think that you'll probably see some pretty solid market reaction. I'll check that as Mm -hmm. we get through the show today. But uh, uh, big news coming out of Washington on the signing of this expected trade deal with China. All right. So we're talking today about some things that your financial advisor, if you have one, should be talking to you about, but probably isn't. And next on our list is short-term goals. So that's one of the things that I think we spend a little time on. Not always, because it is the primary focus of retirement, and maybe someone is very close to retirement and they don't have any short-term goals. But that's something that we do address. I think if I talked to a client just yesterday, in fact, uh, one of their accounts was designated as a college savings account. And it was not a, it is not a 529, Troy. It's just a non-qualified account where they've made some investments. And they came to us four years ago. Uh, so those, those monies have been invested a certain way because when they came, their oldest daughter was in sixth grade. Well, now she's in 10th grade. And that horizon has collapsed a right. little. So we're going to have to address what needs to change possibly in their investment strategy with their short-term goal. Yeah. And if you do have short-term goals, it's it's important that we know about that because if we're thinking all this money is for retirement and you're way out from retirement, so we go with more of a growth approach. But really in your mind, you're thinking of using maybe some of that, like if they have non-qualified money, right. 
shorter, well, then we probably want to take a more conservative approach. So if you are planning for things like college savings or a down payment on a house, that's pretty common too, mm-hmm. or even a big vacation, then it's important to tell your financial advisor about that. Yeah, because investment strategies are determined by time horizon. Now, how long can we let it cook and we can walk through a potential market downturn if it's going to be in there 15, 20 years? That's the philosophy, right? right. But if it's going to be needed in two years in, in the client story that I shared or, or less than five years, it needs to be in a more conservative uh, investment strategy. So next on our list is a strategy of what investments to sell to utilize as income. Now, I can't tell you how big this one is. And this is what we do every day here with our clients. We don't just build the retirement income plan. We talked about required income, desired income, monthly income coming to you in retirement. But we also manage that income plan with an investment strategy. I had a client uh, last year come to us and and told me, sat across the table from me and said that they called their advisor at the time and asked to make a withdrawal. And the advisor said, well, what do you want to sell? And this is a client who is in her 60s, about ready to retire. And I thought to myself, that is his job, understanding what to sell and when and that's part of the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process. You know, it, again, it goes back to having labels on particular dollars, even like we talked about with the short-term savings for whatever it might be, vacation, those types of things, even for what investments need to be sold. When when you start a retirement process here at Gen Wealth, we've already decided what we're going to look at five years in, what we're going to look at 10 years in, et cetera, for what you're going to need to sell in order to create your income for the upcoming year? I think it's all about having a strategy and a process. I think that if you uh, kind of look behind us here, we've got books that have that we've written about the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process. The book is called Your Retirement Should Be More. As a matter of fact, if you'd like to get a copy of the book, just uh, comment on the Facebook page uh, today. We'll send you out a uh, copy of the book, Your Retirement Should Be More. We'll need to, to obviously correspond with you, get addressed and that type of thing. But it is really all about having a strategy of what you're doing, not just throwing money into an account and saying, yeah. okay, when I'm ready for some money, just send me some money from that account. It yeah. might not be the right time to sell that account or sell part of that account to send you money from that. It may be that you need to have allocations into different investments that react differently based on what the market may or may not be doing. Well, and even more so, let's talk about mentality just a little bit, because here's the thing I think. I think a lot of people are under the assumption, or I find, and you guys correct me if your experiences are different, that many clients, when they walk into retirement, they have maybe done a good job of saving, maybe not as good as they have would have liked, but they have an account. They have may have several accounts. And their mentality, Troy, is that I'm going to hang on to this, clutch it, live off my Social Security check, and only hit that one I just absolutely have to. Right. And for some people, that's what they want to do. Sure. Or maybe they've got a big pension and, and they can do that. But you saved this money for your retirement. Right. That's right. You need to be you need to have a plan that makes you confident about using that money throughout your retirement. Yeah. You know what I call that? I call that a just-in-case retirement. Right. I, I'm, I'm holding off on that just-in-case. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to touch that just in case. And and they don't have freedom. They don't have liberty in retirement to say, you know what? I want to be able to spend the money that I've worked hard for and not be fearful of running out of money during my retirement. You know, on, on the flip side of that, we will have conversations like if you're concerned about, man, if I spend it, you know, will you tell me if I'm asking for too much money? We will tell you that. Absolutely. You know, if, yeah, if your sure. plan is built to send you $30,000 a year and you want us to send you 50, we're going to have a conversation about that. Ultimately, at the end of the day, it's your money. And if you say send it, we'll send it. But if the math says you're going to run out, we're going to have that conversation. So I think that's that's very freeing for people to know that we're transparent enough to say, Houston, you're going to have a problem here well, if you do that. Clearly, what happens is, again, emotion takes over. And, right. Well, it's my money. I made it. I can spend it. Yes, you can. But what happens? What's the consequence of that down the road? Right. You need to have that third party involved here to take a look at that and give you a, a, a really uh, dispassionate look at, at the consequences of whatever decision you may be making, be it to spend the money or to save the money. So our topic, uh, our theme today is what your financial advisor should be talking to you about, but probably isn't. Our next item on our list is not so much the what, but the how. Communicating 
so that you understand. This has been common in client meeting rooms with me as well, that many people, when they get through the process and we've presented the plan, because that's when we're going to talk about investment strategy. We did talk about, we don't talk about it in the first appointment. We will be all in it in the second appointment. Many clients have told me at the end of that, I understand this. And the last time I went through this, I didn't understand it. And I think that's a big key. Education is our passion. And we want you to understand not every nut and bolt that goes into the plan, but on a high level, understanding your plan and making it clear is important. I I use the comparison about vehicles. I I grew up on a farm and we were supposed to learn how to do everything, change the oil, all that. But now when you raise the hood on a vehicle, you can't tell what anything is. And I don't care where you grew up. It's all hidden and everything. And so at this point, I have a a comfortable level of understanding of my vehicle. And what I mean by that, I can drive it anywhere I need to go. I know when I need fuel and I know how to handle that. I know when I need an oil change and I know where to go to handle that. And I know how to take care of my tires. That's really, at the end of the day, all I need to know. Now, if I want to know more, I can find people who'll teach me that. The same is true of your finances. If you just want a comfortable level of understanding, we can do that. If you want a deep dive, we can do that too. It's how you're wired and what do you need. Hey, look at it this way. Above all else, people want to get it. Yes. They want to understand and have that comfortable understanding of where they are. And for a lot of people, that's just not possible unless they are educated along the way and helped to uh, understand you know, the, the mechanics of what's going on. That is a game changer. It, you could put together the best financial plan mm-hmm. on the planet. And if you don't understand that plan, then it's probably not going to work for you. You've got to have that functional understanding, as you called it, Janet, to be sure that you're going to be successful in retirement. Because again, I've seen people blow up perfectly good financial plans simply because they didn't understand how it worked. So the final thing, we're only going to have time for one more uh, item. And when we talk about what your financial advisor should be talking about with you, but probably isn't, I will say that this is the, when are we going to get back together? is the thing he should be talking to you about, he or she should be talking to you about. Because many times, this is to highlight the difference between I'm going to make you a sale, I'm going to make you a transactional sale, and then not really worry about talking to you again. We will meet with our clients on at least an annual basis because we believe this is a relationship, not a transaction. We want to be your family's CFO. That's really what it boils down to, your chief financial officer, Troy. Yeah. And meeting once a year, not only do we get to look at the plan and make sure everything's going, you know, as it should, but things are going to change throughout your retirement too. And we need to know about that and adjust the plan along the way. It's really not something that we just set up when you're 62 or whenever you retire. And then it just all keeps, you know, it just goes right as it says on paper. Things are going to be, have to be Mm -hmm. adjusted along the way. If all you're doing is clicking it and forgetting it, you can do that online, right? Right. You need someone that has eyes on it and is meeting with you regularly. So it goes back hand in hand with the understanding part. Absolutely. It is the general wealth ready to retire process. We are education driven, strategy based and team delivered. Those three things when it comes to your finances, I think are invaluable. When you think about being education-based, or I'm sorry, education-driven and strategy-based, having a strategy behind what we're doing, and then again, understanding why we're doing what we're doing is key to this whole thing functioning. This is a symbiotic relationship, your advisor and you working together on an ongoing basis. And then team delivered. The big deal is, is that you have a team together working on your behalf to get you down that retirement road. So if your advisor is not talking to you about these things, Maybe it's time for a change. You can set up a first appointment with an advisor here at GenWealth by calling 501-653-7355, or you can email us info at getreadyforthefuture.com. This has been fun. Our first live stream. We hope you've enjoyed it. We hope you'll listen to the Get Ready for the Future show live next week at 1130 right here on Facebook Live and on YouTube. The Gen Wealth Financial Team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 501-653-7355. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. Gen Wealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas-registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. 
The Get Ready for the Future show is a production of GenWealth Financial Advisors, and opinions expressed are not those of this radio station and are for general information only. 